Oh, you thought the baby shower was going to stop us? <laughs> shouts to the Shan Salop. Shouts to the baby combo. We are out here, man. What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 76 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. Combo Nation, we are out here today's show silky socks is here danny ceo of silky socks joins in for a great conversation a great episode of combos court think you guys are going to really enjoy this one man we talk hoops we talk self-development motivation all kinds of great topics man make sure you go follow silky socks on instagram at silky socks man that's s-i-l K-Y-S-O-C-K-S. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe right on your Apple Podcast app. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. The Combo Podcast, I can't wait. I'm going to get a quick sip of water. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, th- I thought you got the water. <laughs> I already got the water. That's, a big, t- you- that's a big time drop right there. It's a big time yeah, drop. I just want to give you a little B-roll if you want it for whatever. You- <laughs> uh, ready? I'm ready, man. Let's go. Ready as we'll ever be. You know? Danny, man. Danny, welcome to Combo's Court, man. Silky Socks, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm just so excited. Uh, we finally got a chance to do this, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I really appreciate you because uh, last time I was in L.A., uh, you made your way to L.A. Because you don't live right in the L.A. area. and You made your way. You made sure you came to come hoop with me, man. That was, that was really dope, man. And I'll always appreciate yeah, that. Man. And that, that's what it's all about, man. For real. Yeah, well, you, uh, you returned the favor because when we were in New York, you came all the way out to meet us at Rucker Park. That's true. So that's true. You showed, and you, love, you showed love first, you know? Yeah, and you know, uh, New York traffic is crazy. Well, LA traffic is crazy too. So it's both really like it's it's like a day trip going somewhere, anywhere in in either city, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we're out here in Anaheim, which is uh, Orange County technically. Um, and even though LA is only about twenty five to thirty miles, it feels like I don't know. Sometimes like a two hour commute, you know, it feels like you're going to yeah. a whole different. So. You, you kind of have to know when you're gonna drive out, right? Yeah, you got to pick and choose your spots, but. Either way, it feels like it always becomes an all-day thing. You know, it's never like a quick, let me just drop by real quick and come back unless you just time it perfectly, you know? Right, definitely. Same thing here. These are probably two of the worst places for traffic, but the best cities in the world for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, man, let me know. What's the vibes out there with uh, Anthony Davis going to L.A.? Like, is it like everybody's so excited or people are saying, where's the team, though, man? Where's the team? We don't know who's on this team. Yeah, no, everybody's, it's like the city is just turned upside down. Like all of a sudden we're favorites to win the NBA finals. Like 
right. think that's a premature, but it's uh, it's amazing. Like adding one superstar, and now you we got the two with uh, LeBron and Davis. It's like, hey, anything can happen. I mean, anything from no playoffs all the way to the championship title, which uh, yeah. I think we'll need another piece or two. But hey, uh, it's like we have the whole off season to add like a Kemba Walker or a or uh, even like a KD or someone Kawhi. Like it, you might we might be surprised and see another big megastar come through. You know, you never know. So yeah. So who do you feel? I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Who do you feel would be a better fit for you guys, D'Angelo Russell or Kemba, with those two players that you already have, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, I was kind of hyped about Kemba. I just think like yeah. his scoring like as a guard is just like un you know, kind of just a really dope addition to that little that step back jumper and just that kind of number two uh where and LeBron can play the number one and facilitator more. So right. but Russell obviously he's uh he's that young talent. So either, like I, I would choose Kemba over Russell at least for right now, but Right. I, I'd say Kemba's a safer bet. Yeah. yeah. Either, take either one of those, in my opinion. Is, okay. is Russell down to come back to L.A., though? They're, well, they had a meeting, I think. What I they kind of shipped him out real quick, so I haven't kept up with it. But that would be, that'd be interesting to see if he, you know, he got tra- shipped out and comes right back like one or two years later. Yeah, I know the Lakers are definitely interested, and, and I think he's uh, building his options. So. For sure, man. So. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Did you hear about KD this morning? Yeah, he opted out, huh? Oh, yeah, he didn't pick up the $31 million, uh deal right there. So I don't, be I don't know if – I don't think L.A. is an option for him, right? Um, I think he'll I, – I have a feeling he'll stay in Golden State because apparently he'll be able to make the most money if he, if he stays there and picks yeah, up the match. I, th- I think he has to – Weigh that it's a consideration with the injury. Why not get the most money you can now? You never know what's going to be the future in a way, you know? Yeah, but it's like, yeah, I mean, he's got all the, he's got all the, all the, the power though, you know, because being that megastar, even with the injury, it's like, I was hearing Stephen A this morning saying he could get a four year deal somewhere else at like a Brooklyn or a, a New York City and still get like a cool 160 million. Nothing wrong with that. How good are you that you still have all that leverage with a torn Achilles? Like, how good do you have to be, you know? No, you have to be crazy <laughs> good. Crazy nice. So, yeah. so, man, I wanted to take it, I wanted to, take it to you. Uh, why socks? What is it about the socks that you love? Yeah, so uh, a little bit of background, kind of quick story. Uh, Ten years ago, I started in T-shirts. Right. And then about f- – four years of doing that and then it just felt like there was something missing like just what you know sometimes you'd get this thing where I'm not different I'm just kind of offering the same service sort of like maybe like if there's 20 pizza shops you just open up another pizza shop that doesn't do anything different you know right so you're still gonna sell some pizzas there's still a market for pizza in your but how can you be different what do you do you know like maybe it's like a biology type of service where now you're custom making pizzas live on the spot like subway style so i don't know i was just kind of thinking like what how could i reach direct to consumer how could i create something that there's a need for that's different and then um we had some clients that were ordering socks from us that we were importing for and stuff like that so then uh i kind of after i tested the sock print and it just came out phenomenal 
and I remember going to a couple trade shows and people were like really looking for socks and they wanted custom socks and it, you know, and then we saw all these Nike elites custom socks for like 35, 40 bucks. So I just thought, you know, that would be a dope differentiated product that I could try to serve the market with and kind of just took off with it from there. And uh, that was six years ago. And, um, and here we are today. Yeah. A hundred K on Instagram. I seen you post me. I seen you tag me. I see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 you featured your clip with us in New York, so I had to tag you in that. Most definitely, most definitely. That's dope. How has Instagram benefited you with the company? How have you found the benefit in that? Instagram has been huge, man. Just to be able to tell our story and kind of connect with hundreds or thousands of people, including influencers like yourself, um, Coach Mike Dunn, Filet, um, just you know Venice basketball drew league like frank nitty just so many different people we've connected with mainly or the relationship started through instagram it, yeah. sometimes it's simple as like we put we take their a custom image from their instagram and throw it on a sock and send it to them or at them and be like hey what do you think kind of yeah. just as a joke and then they're like that's, dope. that's dope yeah and then yeah. they'll be like oh, that's dope i need that can you make me one and then we're like yeah we got you you know and then and then we send them one or two or a few pairs or whatever. And then, or they hit us up from maybe seeing someone else's energy and they're like, yo, can you make me some socks for my company or my brand or, you know, and then we, we, uh, we try to run with that. And um, that's been awesome. And, uh, and then we just, you know, using the Instagram story to show like the actual makings of the sock or the behind the scenes and just like all sorts of stuff. Like without Instagram, I don't know where we'd really be, you know, today. Yeah, you start the you start the relationships on Instagram, but what's what's great about what you do is you build on them in in real person meetings and or either if it's a phone call or an email, you really build on those relationships. I think that's so important that social media is great, um, but building on that, that's where you get your real value. You know, true, true. Yeah, like it's kind of like there's this theory called off online to offline. Right. So you might start the connection online, and then. You carry it offline to build on it, which is what you're saying. Like for you and I, I think we knew each about each other through Instagram and then we right. got the chance to connect in New York. Then we kept up with each other for six months on Instagram and got the chance to hoop in LA. But without Instagram, honestly, we'd probably get disconnected in between, you know? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. A hundred percent. We got to kind of do both. And I think we were, me and my bro were talking about it like, if you keep that same energy when you're on Instagram or online versus when you're offline and in person, then, then you're good. Like you're not faking it. You're just being yourself everywhere, you know? Yeah. Is, is the combo sock the greatest sock you ever made? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that, that, the combo Christmas sock. That's not <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, it's dope to see like your energy in the socks with all your different varieties and, you know your consistency with like every couple months just being like okay i need another color i need another this or another that and it's 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 uh it's motivating for us too to see like that energy and uh it's definitely one of our most uh flamboyant socks as far as the whole <laughs> character on the call. yeah yeah maybe rabbi drew will hit you for some socks soon too <laughs> what have you learned about social media that you didn't know before like through building this brand what did you learn for like let's say younger entrepreneurs that can learn from you what can you tell them about building on any social media platform yeah um that's a good question i think you gotta sort of tell the story as best you can and i know that sounds a little cliche but 
it's and it's harder to do than it sounds you really got to try to tell the story and what that means is like try to put your face in the camera and talk once in a while you know unfiltered try to just hand your camera to a friend while you're maybe working in on the machine or working on uh yeah maybe the basketball court just like working on something like don't let those moments always go undocumented you can't really document everything but once a day twice a day three times a day just hand your phone to somebody and hit tell them hey record this you know or take a picture or put your phone on the shelf and hit record while you're doing something you know and then you're kind of storytelling in that sense and then don't get don't get so worked up in like it, the content being the best quality or hiring a video team or just right. posting. You know? And then what that does is like for me personally, like I didn't really do that as much in the beginning, especially I think, okay, so we've been doing Instagram for six years. Um, the first two or three years, like we always just posted like digital mock-ups and like, you know, photos where you could only see the socks and the sneakers. You couldn't really see the whole person or even us or, you know, we'd, we'd be stuck with only, we'd only thought we'd share NBA stuff, you know, like NBA players, like holding up our socks or basketball players or kind of like, you know, but we wouldn't show as much as our story. Yeah. But now what, I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing some, some content on YouTube now. Like uh, we have a, we have like tutorial how to videos and I'm just totally being myself. Like, for example, if it's like a 15 minute, uh, I just did this uh, video where I did like how to print on these headbands. It's a new yeah. item. So Dope. That, in. that was like, like in between, like I was like, literally wearing this headband, can't guard me, just having fun with it and talking about, you know, like throwing a little basketball vibe in there, a little basketball lingo, because that's, that's me. So instead of being, making it like just a quick, no personality, six minute video, it might be like a 10 minute video with four minutes of kind of just like vibing with the audience a little bit and being myself. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's important. You know, not everybody's going to watch it, but if you build a few relationships with each piece of content, one or five or 10 or 20, or depending on how your audience is like, that's, that's building, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, like you really focused in with the socks, but in terms of building a brand, you almost have to be a jack of all trades. Like, I, lo I love the way Overtime does it. You know, the guys who are editing the YouTube videos and, um, and everything behind the scenes, they're actually the personalities as well. You know, they're like dunking. They're, I think that's, that adds so much value to your company, and that's what you're starting to do. I, I love it. Yeah, no, they're doing a great job. That's awesome. Yeah, like OT Larry is the, he's the yeah. editor. Shout out to Larry, yeah. That's dope what they're doing. And it's funny. They get all guys that play above the rim just happen to be in the office. You know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what they're doing is they're fitting, uh, they're making sure the people they hire really, really, really fit the lifestyle. And then, right. and then they're making a celebrity out of every like employee in their company. So they're almost like building an army of like celebrities and that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. They're so. like, they're like the ESPN for Gen X. Like they really understand this generation. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. When we're a small team, like my little brother, Ali, he's just, uh, he's just starting to kind of work more regularly, but he's always kind of supported us at events. Uh, and my other brother, Hadi, he's about to go to Berkeley. So he's going to be in college for a couple of years, but he'll come out to weekend events with us. So anytime we have like a weekend event, I try to make sure like a few of the silky entourage comes through with our friends and family that really like, know the brand and rep the brand and stuff like that uh which makes it really dope for 
for uh, whenever we do have like a like a basketball event that we attend or something like that. It becomes like a team silky. Um, but in the office, it's usually just like me and my production people grinding. So it's uh, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're getting apparel produced and shipped, and that's kind of what we're up to. Yeah, the old stigma was that you can't really uh, mix family and business. So I guess you don't believe in that. I, it's it's been working for you, obviously. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> there's a lot of ways to do it. You know, like I think that you, the, you can't mix family and business maybe goes for, for one family doesn't work, but then for another family, you see very successful family businesses, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I try to keep them involved when, uh, when they're up for it. And if they're not up for it for a certain task, I, I delegate it to someone, I, you know, I'll hire a graphic designer or a video editor, or someone who'll get the job done rather than sort of like depend on family and then the job doesn't get done, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, and that's the thing I use a lot of freelancers. Uh, so any businessmen out there, like young entrepreneurs, if you feel like you need help um, to get a piece of content edited or a, a logo made or any sort of maybe even a website assistance help, don't feel like you have to do it all yourself and you're stuck and you have no help to, you just literally go online, go to upwork.com and, or one of those freelancer.com and you post an ad saying, hey, this is what I need. This is my budget. And you'll have experts all over the world that bid on it. And then you sit and communicate with them and get it done. It's, so it's kind of like, like Fiverr in a, little, in a way, right? Just in yeah, a different sense. Yeah, Fiverr yeah. is another one. So, but I think a lot of people make excuses and they say like, no, I can't do it. But you really can. You just have to spend the time and be a little resourceful and get it done, you know? Yeah, you know, we had a conversation in LA and um, I don't know, you could call it essentialism, you could call it minimalism, but you told me that you kind of like really focused in. Um, when did that point happen for you and, and how has that helped you? Yeah, so I just finished doing my MBA, my master's in business, uh, like a part-time program, four years. Uh, I've got the diploma right here. So Hey, just congrats, man. Like last week. Yeah, so I just finished that like this past two weeks ago. It came in the mail. But what happened was it was a four year. It took me four years to do it, right? About two years ago, I kind of realized like, oh, okay. So here I am doing that part-time and running my business. But I know that the business side is my passion and what I want to do after and, you know, forever, basically. So I was like, let me go all in on that and not sit there and have like a plan B and think that like, I'm, you know, like a job or the backup plan sort of vibe with like having this MBA and stuff. Like, it's cool that I have that, but at the end of the day, it's kind of just a piece of paper and what I do really with my deals and my customer relationships and my products and services and, you know, how they look on the website and how they're presented on social media, like on the YouTube channel, what value am I bringing to everybody? Like that's really what's going to separate me. And, and that piece of paper is not necessarily going to execute all that. It's all about what I really execute. So then I was like, all right, dude, like I'm done, like wasting time, like every day counts. And I got to really like start executing more and doing more. Did you know your passion from when you were young? Passion is honestly, it's uh, basketball is the first passion. Right. Basketball is definitely like uh, a nonstop passion of mine. Uh, and then Danny, yeah, Danny's, I, Danny's a shooter, by the way, big time shooter. <laughs> <laughs> um, always working on that mid range and then extended out. 
free range. <laughs> but uh, basketball, one passion, and then I was very entrepreneurial. Like uh, as I was, you know, I would uh, in in high school and stuff. For example, I was like selling DVDs when DVDs were first coming out. I would like you know uh, sell fireworks from Mexico, like the illegal ones, and kind of sell them, sell them in school and stuff, or like after school and. And then uh, car washes and stuff like in the neighborhood and all sorts of kind of like little small hustles, um, even like, you know, like a pyramid scheme type of thing, selling like cell phone plans. I did that when I was like 17, 18. And, you know, it's like I did that with school. I would still try to get good grades and stuff like that. But I definitely had that itch to kind of make deals, make transactions. Um, and try new things. I think that's important for somebody finding their passion, you know. You kind of had yours, and I always had mine with basketball, but that's what I was getting to, that you were trying different stuff until, you, until it all came together with your socks and, your, and being an entrepreneur that you are at heart. Yeah, for sure. And, like, now today, like, I do, you know, apparel, T-shirts, socks, and different apparel items for a living, right? Um, so I'm not playing basketball for a living or coaching basketball for a living, but then I'm able to mix passion of basketball into my – my transactions or my business as well with like for example meeting up with you and getting content you know or right. meeting up with a basketball influencer and get or like creating a new sock design that's surrounded around basketball or you know in an instagram post or like for example like any of that like any of those marketing content pieces by mixing a basketball vibe into it i've kind of found a way to bridge the the business side of what i'm actually selling to like my other passion, which is basketball. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. You're in the office a lot. Uh, and a lot of people, sh I think, you know, a lot of people are struggling with their health just from sitting down so much all day. Do you make an effort to really go out and exercise? Yeah, I try to, I try to exercise in the mornings. Um, yeah. Sometime maybe for, even if it's like 20 to 30 minutes uh, in the morning before breakfast, I'll try to do something around like set between 7 and 8 a.m. So I try to get up on an ideal day. I'll get up around like 6, uh, have some coffee, work from like 6 to 7, then take a break and do some exercising, take a walk with my daughter for like 30 minutes or so, um, then have right. breakfast, then head to the office around 10. And then I'm in the office consistently, though, like 10 to 5, like almost daily. Um, Even on the weekends? That's like seven days a week, unless you're going to travel, obviously. No, that's five days a week. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then Saturday and Sunday, um, I'm on my phone working or on my email working. Uh, it's funny, like, I'm always on the phone or email working on something. Like, I, I like to be productive, super productive. So, you know, it's like, if I'm not working, I might be hooping or at the gym or spending time with my, my, my family, my daughter and wife or like eating healthy. But when the, once that's done, I'm like right back to, okay, what can I do next for the website or for the Instagram? Or right. For right. You get, I have that same feeling when I'm not being productive, I'm almost getting antsy. Like I got to do something to get better right now. You know, that's how I yeah. am personally. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think that builds over time. Like if you're young, a young dude that's just getting started, I wouldn't feel guilty over it. I think, but recognize that there is a work ethic that you can start to like stockpile up and kind of build brick by brick and start cutting you start cutting things that are like just purely social that aren't getting you anywhere. You cut them one by one, you know, and then definitely. Uh, yeah. And then kind of build that work ethic. Yeah.
Yeah, if you cut out the stuff that's not important, the more the more important things start flowing in. Yeah, and then like I don't know, me personally, I feel like that takes a long time to like learn. Like I'm yeah. 33 now. Like when I was 23, 25, like I didn't have as much of a strict work ethic. I would I would I feel like I would let time go easier, you know? And I don't know, do you feel that way too? Like you learn more as you get older? Well, definitely. Um Especially when I was playing basketball, there's almost there's only so much you could do in a day in terms of physical. You know, you have to get some rest. But um, so there was some there was a lot of idle time, which which I didn't really like when I was overseas. There was a lot of idle time. And now it's something that I'm more using my mind and my voice. And I can really work on it almost 24 seven, which I really love, you know, and the work ethic from basketball transferred over to what I'm doing now. So, yeah, man, definitely. I definitely used to let more time go. And now. Around the time that I realized, you know, and I don't think I talked about this on the podcast, but around the time my father passed was like w- within those two days, my, uh, my son, I-, I found out that I'm going to have a son. So, so that was really the time where I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I-, I used to party like more. So I kind of like cut that out and partying was great. I had fun doing it and I'll never take back those years of me partying. But now I, f- I feel that uh, I kind of cut that out and, and it kind of, with cutting that out, and I was only going out like once a week, but cutting that out, it gave me so much more time for the important stuff because I knew I had to make that time because my son's going to take a lot of time when he comes. So I want to make more time for the important stuff for when my son comes. I'm all about preparation, you know? So yeah, man, definitely, for sure. Congrats on your son coming, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super exciting. So in the same year, you said two days before you found out you're having a son is when your pops it's a- Yeah, it's actually less than two days that all happened. I was in Miami, actually. Sorry to hear that, my man. You know, so he lived. He, he lived a great life. He lived a great life. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, what's in the future for Silky Socks, man? Where's this all going? Um. So basically, like we're we're uh we have become like an industry supplier for our product. What that means is like we supply socks to other uh, printable socks to other businesses and brands that can also take advantage of the product and print on them so we're building out the different line of socks uh like we have dress socks coming that's coming in about um a month or so so this summer we're adding dress socks no-show socks and a ankle version of our athletic socks oh nice so we're kind of building out the product line a little further we just added the headbands which are super dope um so we're trying to become like an everything but the jersey kind of kind of vibe so if you kind of i know it's hard to visualize but think about like the body the human body from head to toe on the head we got the headbands we do t-shirts right on the body then we have the leg sleeves on the leg and then we have all sorts of socks you know of course the sock we want to be the sock kings out here (laughs) then that's uh, the focus but you got all this other stuff going on too i got the arm sleeve so it's really like accessories you know Uh, accessory building and then the fact that you can customize uh, on our platform, we're always trying to improve the our website, silkysocks.com, to be able to customize and our mobile app, right. uh, Silky Socks, iPhone app, and uh, on Google as well, just kind of improving the user experience. Um, so I feel like we already we have a lot to offer. It's just making sure that everything's working, everything's improving, and then uh, building out content and telling our story regularly. So... Like on my phone right now, I have like 13 uh, YouTube videos that I still want to shoot. Like it's like a list. It's like a building list, you know. And and well, that's uh, so good. 
Yeah, and then I'm putting out like one a month maybe uh, or less, so I got to get consistent on that. And then I want to build out my personal uh, Danish Kasamali YouTube vlog as well, which is I'm thinking of calling it uh, Danish the Apparel Entrepreneur. So, yeah, just kind of there's a lot on the table to do, but ultimately it's just keep uh, keep building the brand and uh, having fun with it. Great chopping up with you on Combos Court, man. You're always welcome back, Danny. <laughs> Yeah, you got to have me back one time. This was, this was fun. I'm, I got so much to say about the motivation stuff. One last thought I'll leave you with. Uh, maybe your, your, uh, your audience will appreciate this. Um, it's like <clears throat> one thing that motivated me was I, I, read, uh, I read the Nike CEO's book, Phil Knight, uh, recently right. and listened to his whole story. And uh, he was inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame for his contribution to the game of basketball in 2012 and if you read his book like he never expected that like he did yeah. not surprised and so like honored and fulfilled and and shocked and that he got inducted to the basketball hall of fame and now think about as in the in the 70s or 80s whenever nike was like starting and developing and growing like he never started with that vision like one day i want to be in the basketball hall of fame right now he's just like let me keep building 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 doing 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 you know, and then you never know where it's going to take you. But uh, that shows that like a guy doing something different, like apparel, sneakers, shoes could contribute to the game of basketball in a, in a way, in a big way, you know. So I feel like with whatever I'm doing, uh, silky socks, like we, we do make a difference, even if it's a small difference, but within our little world and kind of trying to grow that and keep, keep building and, uh, you know, anyone out there working on their thing, like anything is possible. So you just got to believe in it and keep, uh, and do, do the best you can and uh, never give up. Most so. definitely. And you definitely made a uh, difference in everything I'm doing. So I always appreciate you for that. And we're out here. Talk soon. There it is. Big shouts to Danny CEO of Silky Socks for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo nation, man. Combo nation. Make sure you go rate, review and punch down on that subscribe button right on your apple podcast app be on the lookout for episode 77 combo out